0: Hello. So on startup chats, I'm going to do a couple of series within a series in this podcast. So whilst the bread and butter for startup chats will be interviews with founders of businesses, I'm also going to be doing episodes about investing in startups. Lots of people have been asking me about startup investing recently, and I don't know about you, but it feels like startups are becoming more and more part of our common culture in a way that they haven't been before. Companies like Uber, Airbnb and Instagram seem more exciting, right? A startup or an entrepreneurial mindset is talked about all the time in business and more and more people want to set up their own startups. I can probably find some stats. I'm sure it proves it, but I can't be bothered. Just take my word for it. Startups just feel more now than well-established businesses that have been around for decades So more and more people are interested, and at the same time, there are also more and more platforms to be able to invest in startups. Personally, it's something I've been doing for years, something I love to do, and something I want to get really, really good at. I'll explain why in a second. And so in this series, I'm going to go through what I've invested in recently, why I've invested in them, which will explore a bit more about my ever-developing but hodgepodge strategy, and things that I've learned or am learning about how to invest in startups. So if you're interested, listen on. And if you'd like to learn more but have never invested before, head over to starttoinvest.co.uk for a guide I've put together on investing in general. So I think I have to carry out this by saying it's just for entertainment purposes. I'm not offering financial advice. Don't put all your money into the companies that I talk about. You'll hear why that's a dumb idea anyway. I also don't have any incentive for mentioning these companies. I don't get anything or any deals. I mean, that would be nice, but for now I don't. It's just because I'm interested and hopefully you can learn from my process and I can learn from yours. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. I really want to hear from you. Tell me what's working, what's not, and anything in between. Tell me who you're investing in, who you're not, if I've made a good investment, if I haven't. I'd love to hear what you think. Find me on Twitter at alexpiggins or email starttoinvestuk at gmail.com. So why do I want to be so good at investing in startups? Well, a couple of reasons. One, it seems like a pretty sensible element to include in any investment portfolio. Add an element of risk for the potential to have some significant returns and potential losses, of course. Again, for the full breakdown of how I invest, head to to starttoinvest.co.uk and you'll see what percentage of my savings I invest in startups every month versus safer stocks and indices, etc. But indulge me for a moment and let's break down the financials of startup investing in detail here. So with most startups, investors are aiming for or hoping for a return of investment of 10 to 40 times. I've put a link in the description to an article by Cedars which explains more on this. So let's be conservative and say you get a 10 times return. That means only 10% of your investments need to come off to that degree in order to break even. So you invest thousand pounds across 10 different startups, hundred pounds each. Nine go to nothing, but one hits 10 times. You've balanced the books, which side note ultimately is a loss because of inflation and opportunity cost. But anyway, let's say you hit 20% two out of those 10, you've doubled your money to do the equivalent through more traditional investment options, like let's say an index tracker. If you get an 8% return through the magic of compound interest, you can expect to double your money in nine years. Of course, it's worth saying that there is a lot of risk, but as you would have heard me say before, I think this is about building a muscle, finding and honing your analysis tools so that you get better and better at spotting startup opportunities. Your first 10 or even 20 startups you invest in might get nowhere, but hopefully you'll be learning more and more so that the next 10, you get a great return. I, I constantly regurgitate the Naval Ravikant story where he said on some podcasts, again, I'll have to find it. He said he got a 4,000 times return on his investment in Uber, 4,000 times, even if you've stuck in a hundred quid, that's a very tidy nest egg. Again, caveat, he probably got access to that company by being who he is, I don't know. But hopefully as we go down this rabbit hole, we'll find out whether you need to get special access or maybe how we can get special access too. But I also want to address another question I've been thinking about recently and allow me to get a little philosophical for a moment. If this gets too much for you, I get it, skip ahead, I don't mind. So why startups? You'll hear investors say investing should be boring. And to a great extent, I agree. Most of what I invest in, I stick monthly into index trackers. It's very boring, it's very stable. Uh, Charlie Munger, who's Warren Buffett's business partner, told, I think it was Tim Ferriss or Tim Ferriss's mate to just stick his money in a tracker and get on with his life. So yes, most investing is boring, but that's exactly why you should invest in startups because it's exciting. Watching and reading pitches, analysing new businesses, digesting fresh ideas, the forefront of what's next in all sorts of sectors. It's exciting and philosophical moment here. I think it feeds into some positive characteristics you want to develop. One being hope. Hope for the future. You'll be investing in companies building that future. And you can even invest in companies that you think will build it in a way that you think is great. And I think that's a good story to tell yourself. And again, I think stories are important, like really important, but more on that another time. So that's why I invest in startups. Good investing practice, building for the future, and it's exciting. Let's have a quick look at some of the investing strategy that I'm hoping to use before we dive into two of the companies that I've invested in recently. So the broad strategy that I'm trying to use when analyzing startups is something like this. Firstly, what's the bottom line? What are the numbers? What's the revenue? How many users do they have or customers? Have they made profit yet? What's the profit like in terms of their business valuation? That's what I'm first looking at. The second thing is what's the sector that they're in like? Is it growing? Is it saturated? What do I think it will be like in 10 years? Is it a sector that I'm interested in general? Where is the sector heading? The third is, what's the team like? I think this is really important because the team can make a huge difference. Are they experienced? Have they done this thing before? Are they enthusiastic? Will they go through the really shit times and stick it out? These aren't completely necessary. Lots of great companies are started by people with very little experience, but it's worth considering in my opinion. And fourth, much less quantitative, but do I like the idea? What's my gut feel? Am I excited by it? Would I use it? Would I buy it? Do I wish that I'd thought of it? That's something that I often get. I'm like, damn, that's a really good idea. Would I want to work there? Those are the sorts of questions that I put into number four. So with all that in mind, let's dive into two companies that I've invested in recently. The first company is called Perkia. You can find the link to the Cedars campaign or to the website in the notes below. And again, Not financial advice. So they're a company that make 100% plant-based healthy snacks. I saw the managing director Anne Perkins on one of Cedar's live pitch events, and she was really impressive. So Perkia hit a lot of my four strategy buckets, if you will, for me. So the numbers are really good. They've sold 17 million bars. They've got 5,000 distribution points, including Sainsbury's, Morrison's, and ASDA so pretty big names. They've got exponential growth on Amazon with an average of 4.7 star rating. And their retail sales have increased by 16% in the last year and accelerating by 86% in the latest quarter. It's also got a pretty decent valuation of only 3.3 million given all the numbers that I've just explained above. And they have already massively surpassed their investment target. So that's another thing that I look for is Is this, like, are people jumping on the bandwagon? Sometimes this can be really useful. If lots of people think something is good, maybe it's worth listening to. But I don't know, maybe not sometimes. So the team also looks really great. Both co-founders have industry experience. Uh, One of them was an MD of Heinz, so they know the sector really well. And it's probably why they've been able to get such good distribution deals. Oh, and also the name Perkia comes from Anne and her co-founder's name, Steve Turner, mashed together. Turner, Perkins, Perkia. (laughs) That's not a reason why I invested. Maybe. I don't know. And in the pitch, Anne was really impressive. She knew her stuff. She had a clear exit strategy, which means she had an idea of which sort of company would buy them out, which is always really nice from an investing point of view to see. So good enough for me. I invested the next company I've invested in recently is called Hexis. It's an app nutrition system that enables you to perform at your best. Essentially it gives you a personalized nutrition plan based on their carb coding idea, which essentially matches your workout routine and load with what you should then eat. There's a lot of scope here too. I don't know what integrations they have, but possibilities with like an Apple watch or a whoop, that sort of thing could be good in the future. So I like the idea. And I also managed to have a chat with David Dunn, who's the CEO a few weeks ago before I invested. He was really accommodating of the questions that I'd asked. So kudos to David. So basically, I really like the premise of the company, but I did think that the valuation was probably a bit too high considering their pre-revenue. It was around six million pounds. So I was quite skeptical because of the valuation. And also there was a bit of lack of rigorous user testing. They've done loads of product development using lots of industry experts, which is very cool. But I was interested in their route to market development. So you can have a great product, but if you don't know how to get it out there, you fail. But having said all that, ultimately, I thought it was a really cool idea. And I definitely fell into a few biases here, which you should always look out for when investing. One of the most obvious ones, and one that I always fall into, is FOMO bias. Also, I don't know what it would be called, but a bias where the more I read about a company, the more likely I am to only look for the good stuff. And lastly, I definitely had chatting to the MD bias. I thought it was very cool that he went through all my questions, and it made me feel part of the journey. So some biases, but ultimately, cool company, so I invested. So based on the broad strategy I'm using, let's just have a quick recap of Hexis. Number one, I think their numbers are ambitious and the valuation is a bit off. But number two, it's a great sector. There's loads of health focused stuff going on. They're focused and they found a nice niche, which could grow. But then obviously there's also the threat from big players. And is it a saturated sector? Maybe. Number three, the team. The team looks great in terms of tech and industry expert backgrounds, and they're testing with lots of high-end athletes. And also their CFO has done loads of startup things before. So they've got some great business background in there too, which is good. I think he was actually a startup coach from what I remember on LinkedIn. And number four, I really like the idea. It's lots of potential, and I would definitely use it myself. So let's say three out of four, worth a punt for me. So there we go, two companies, Perkia and Hexis, And actually, they're both nutrition-based. So maybe I'll create like a health section of my portfolio. On that, I'll actually do an episode soon about researching up-and-coming sectors and then finding a broad basket of startups to invest in. I think that's not a bad strategy. If there's a sector that you think is going to go big in 10 years, but you don't know who the one key player is that's going to go massive create a basket, invest in, let's say, five companies that cover a broad spectrum of the risk factor. And there you go. You've got a nice investment basket. Anyway, I'd love to know what you think. Would you invest in those two? Was I right to? Only time will tell. <laughs> Email starttoinvestuk at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at Alex Piggins. And I'll see you next time.